The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Nine minutes after seven, let me go to Michael Shaw. Like I said, it's open phones here on Find Your Phone Friday. Good to have you here, Michael. What are you thinking? Well, I I wanted to chat with Rick or just put out a a question for Rick and then sort of structure that. I want to know, is there any sort of appetite from the public or even any sort of congressional critters of a one-bill, one-topic movement. So you may end up with thousands of bills that they have to deal with, but each bill would be easy to deal with because it's only for a singular topic. And that's much like the rule for uh, a ballot measure, a citizen ballot measure in Oregon, right? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, right now you've got... You know, seven thousand, eight thousand pages, and it includes eighty-two different topics to fund Israel, fund Ukraine, put up a bee farm in Florida, whatever it is. It's all crammed into this one bill, so no one can ever understand what's truly in there, and it takes them forever to digest it. But if you have a mandated one bill, one topic, you want to fund. Veterans Administration, that's the only thing that you're talking about. In other words, everything needs to be clean. All right, yeah. It may take an actual constitutional amendment, but I'll drop him a note, and I'll find out. Okay? Is that all right? No, I agree it may take a constitutional amendment, but Mm -hmm. the only way we're going to clean up politics is by making it so obvious about what's happening that they can't hide things that you really should know about. All right. Very interesting point. And thanks for making that. All right. It is 11 after 7. Leslie's here. Hi, Leslie. Good morning. Good morning. It's on your mind. Well, you were talking about electricity and how the smart meters are going to do their trick. Well, let, was... and let me, and for people who just joined us, though, um, Maybe they don't know what I what I was talking about an hour ago, Leslie. Let me just uh, crack, uh, catch up briefly. And uh, with the increase in power rates, we went up 13% this year, and they want to take it up another 17% next year. The power that I paid for uh, was $159 this year. It would have been $128 a year ago. So that's how much it went up in just one year. And if Pacific Power gets its way, it'll be 187 so in two years, I go from 128 to 187. Everyone will be paying this kind of a rate. So now that they kind of know where this is going, what are you thinking on that? Well, it wasn't what I was thinking. It was historically when I was stationed in Italy back mm-hmm. in the early 80s, uh, we were only allowed to heat our homes four hours a day, and the heat was propane. Really? Yeah. Wow. The only electricity used in a house in Italy back then were lights and, you know, electrical appliances. But cooking, heating, even your hot water heater was all propane. Yeah. Italy not exactly heavily industrialized as far as the electrical grid. And, of course, it shows a lot of times. Although, city, you know, it's a very fine country in many ways. But it's uh, a little more bucolic for the most part. Yeah, right. so if I right now I only heat my house for like six hours a day if I remember to turn my heat off when I go to bed. Well, Leslie, let me tell you, the smart meter is going to remind you you'll probably be heating it for an hour or two day, a day when they get done with you. Actually, yeah? I still have the analog meter. Oh, you do? 
Yes, I refuse. Okay, well, that's all right. They're just going to charge you. It's just going to be a much higher rate overall, though. But I estimate here, I'm figuring that what we're going to see here, if all of this uh, goes through like they're uh, talking about, Leslie, is that there's going to be a lot more of those Mr. Heater buddies that you could buy at Bymart, you know, those sort of places in Blackbird and, uh, you know, Diamond Home Improvement, all those kind of places, those those Mr. Heater buddies, those little portable propane heaters. Something tells me there's going to be a lot of those sold for next winter, the way things are going. I'm, I'll be going back to 1980. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's progress. Back to the future. 714. And what's on your mind? 770-5633. Do you have an electrical checklist that needs to be completed? Call Completed Electric Plus. Need an exterior all-weather plug-in installed? Completed. A motion sensor light in your entry, pantry, or laundry room? Completed. Too many appliances tripping your breaker? Completed. RV outlet on the side of the house? Completed. Electrical jobs around the house get completed quickly, expertly, and affordably with licensed techs from Completed Electric Plus. Specializing in small, residential electrical jobs. Call Completed Electric Plus and check those jobs off your list. Visit them at Completed Electric Plus. Did you know that the average public university student borrows $32,880 for their bachelor's degree? Many borrowers list student debt as the main barrier to buying a home, starting a business, or even retiring from their jobs. Are student loans keeping you from other goals? Between different payment plans, types of cancellation, and tax implications, we know that student debt can be confusing. Don't let that confusion keep you from addressing your debt. Our website offers resources, including frequently asked questions, links to other sites, and tips for avoiding scams. The site is updated by the Student Loan Ombuds, who also receives and attempts to resolve complaints about servicers or other issues with student loans. Take control of your financial future by addressing your student debt today. Visit the Division of Financial Regulations Student Loan Help Site at dfr.oregon.gov or call the Student Loan Ombuds at 888-877-4894. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. KCMD and KMED Weather, sponsored by Advanced Air and Bryant. Doing whatever it takes to deliver intelligent heating and cooling solutions and award-winning service. Visit MyAdvancedAir.com. I'm meteorologist Bobby J for NBC5, waking up to a little bit of some fog and a mostly cloudy sky, which sticks around for this afternoon. High of 58, we'll see a slight chance for some showers late in the day. More shower activity through Saturday. We're dropping to 44 tonight, 56 Saturday, 59 Sunday. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Now, here's the morning Sean Hannity update. I'm not against immigration. I'm for legal immigration. All four of my grandparents were immigrants. They came here with no money in their pocket, next to no money, from Ireland. All four of them, they came. They went through Ellis Island. They came in legally. I assume that there was some type of vetting back in the day. It was certainly not as, as perilous a time as this in a post-9-11, post-October 7th world that we live in. Romney's argument is, well, we can't stand back and let Putin have his way with Europe. No, the Republicans were saying, secure the border first. And I would add to that, get your budget in balance first. Then we can talk about issues involving how much money is left. How much should America's contribution be? Join Sean later today, right here on the Sean Hannity Show. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well... 
trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Welcome back to the Bill Meyer Show. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. The attack on the county commissions in both counties, Jackson and Josephine County, is in, uh, it's in a full assault mode. Just understand that essentially you have failed county commissioner candidates, uh, mostly from the Democratic side, that are pushing the scheme for five county commissions, uh, five county commissioners. So they're going to say they're going to try to fool people and the Jackson County uh, for all deal, apparently they have enough uh, votes to be able to do this. So you would go from voting for all three to voting for two out of five. And then it's more democracy. And now <laughs> the thing is they had a, a work session yesterday in Jackson County. And uh, Danny Jordan ends up coming out there and saying, yeah, they're telling everybody that it's going to uh, cost less with five county commissioners uh, part time. And he said, nope, could be two to three hundred thousand or even more. And so uh, imagine that Democrat schemes uh, lie about what it'll actually cost and what it won't. I'm sure that the failed county commissioner candidate Denise Cross, uh, Krauss, who had no problem, apparently, with the uh, pay rates of county commissioners when she was running for county commission. Now she's a problem with it, I think. Uh, needless to say, you're going to be hearing a lot of uh, squeaking and howling coming from Dene- uh, Denise Krauss and the uh, fellow uh, cat ladies that are uh, pushing this kind of stuff. All right, uh, just saying. So the answer for anything that the Democrats want in May is no. And 17-116 in Josephine County, the answer is no. They're not wanting five county commissioners so that your values are respected and that there's any kind of resistance to, you know, Democrats don't want five county commissioners so that you can continue to stand strong against uh, against intrusions in Jackson and Josephine County. Jackson County for all does not want five county commissioners so that they can respect your values. They want it so that they can start weakening and chipping away. You replace uh, three full-time commissioners with a bunch of backbenchers. That's essentially what it'll end up being. And then they're going to tell you, try to fool you, like everything else that the Democrats have done, with Measure 110, Measure 114, Measure 113. Don't fall for it, folks. This is not that hard. And as far as I'm concerned, it's all hands on deck to make sure that uh, uh, maybe your ignorant friends and neighbors that uh, are just, uh, well, yeah, the people need to do their job. But, yeah, they are paid too much. Yeah. It's a fraud. In both counties, the, you know, the, the charter thing in Josephine County, that's a fraud. It's not going to do what they're claiming. It's all about getting more communists in the system. That's when, when they talk about uh, Josephine County for all or Jackson County for all, 
you know, we need more communists. They're just, there's too many, co- there's communists controlling everything else in this state for the most part. And uh, so now we have to do, we have to destroy the county commissions too. Write it down. There we go. I'm sure Scott uh, Stoddard will probably write a nasty editorial about that too. All right. <laughs> yeah, Scott Stoddard of the Daily Courier did write something about uh, Dwayne Yunker's Dwayne Yunker's comments on the LGBTQ thing. It's hurting his district about tourism, right? Oh yeah, uh, I, I know it's so all the progs, uh, the LGBTQ mafia mob. That wants to have all the grooming going on and uh, the drag queen story hours everywhere and everybody needs to get their genitals cut off at uh, at taxpayer expense. Yeah, those people are really upset about Dwayne Yunker. Uh, tourism problem would never be, oh, I don't know, you know drug-addled, addicted, derelict, raving lunatics uh, running through the streets. That's not going to cause any problems. It's uh, Dwayne Yunker. Yeah, Dwayne Yunker actually not wanting to uh, to bend the knee to the perverts. Ay, 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 Scott, do you read your own editorials? <sighs> Let me go to Joe's in Ashland. Hey, Joe, go ahead. You've been holding on. What's on your mind today, huh? Okay. I, uh, there's a, something that nobody seems to be aware of is uh, there's a buckhorn power plant on the north end of the valley that feeds most of the power for the north end of the valley. And it's a small power plant, but it's a 2,000-foot uh, head gate drop. So it's a hydro gate? Where, where, is, the, where is that Buckhorn? Buck, is that Buckhorn Springs where that is? Yes. Okay. It's up in that area. Okay. Okay. The water that feeds that comes out of the Klamath River. Mm-hmm. It's, it's water that the, the tribes have complained about for years that they're transferring Klamath River water into the Roque. Yeah, the drainage. diversion. And of course, that ends up feeding talent irrigation district, et cetera. Sure. Yes, and that that will be cut off instantly once these dams are all out. You think so? And oh, sure it will. Hmm. It's, I've not heard it's of that. But... They're going to say you guys are drying up the Klamath River by pulling that water for for the power plant. All right. Well. It'll be interesting to watch the monument burn in the summertime, Joe, uh, when there's only mud to dip, only clay and silt mud to dip in the summertime. Hmm. It's going to be kind of interesting to see the blackouts in Ashland, too, with uh, this thing being pushed by Goldman and Marsh, because uh, I have no doubt that that water will be will be transferred back to the Klamath when the Klamath starts drying up. All right, Joe. Appreciate the call, and uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts on that from Ashland. Good to have you here. James on John Kerry. Hello, James. Fire away. Go ahead. Yeah, I was uh, watching uh, this video. It's called Land Grab and Mm -hmm. Food Supply Control. Farmers' protests erupt across Europe and against net zero agenda. But it's got John Kerry saying that the farmers are causing... uh, one-third, uh, no, actually, I think it's two-thirds of the carbon emissions are coming from the farmers, and we need net zero to stop global warming. Yeah, and yeah, zero-carbon farming means essentially uh, a lot fewer people. You know that, no right? Food. But uh, yeah. across, all across... But there'll be, food, there'll be food for Lurch, though. Lurch will have him enough money, he'll be able to buy the food. doesn't matter what it costs when the you're Lurch. all across... Europe are protesting. They're dumping manure on the on their capital buildings, and the, they're protesting.
protesting against all the regulations against them. Um, Ireland, Spain, everywhere, the farmers are real nice tractors, but they're taking their land through regulations, and um, they're blaming the farmers. That's what feeds everyone. And then the the EU's excuse is, well, the farmers, we gotta we gotta uh, be nice to them because global warming is why they're protesting. But no, no, global warming is not why they're protesting. That's, uh, you know, global, it's their reaction to their perceived global warming. And even if it is global warming, and the, war, and the globe is, is warming right now, we've been coming out of ice ages for a long, long time here. And, uh, you know, is it a damaging warming? And the fact of the matter is no. But it's being used as, um, as a control mechanism. That's the only reason. Before it was about the the Earth was cooling and we need to control you. Now it's about oh the Earth is warming and we always need to control you. Funny, it's always about control. Thanks, James, and we'll go to deplorable Patrick. Hey, DP, go ahead. Well, good morning, Bill. Hey, it's not an easy job being a deplorable, but at least I have a job. Okay, I'm glad, well, I'm glad yeah. someone's working, but someone has to pay for the. Uh, well, the immigrants coming to Southern Oregon in the red buses being dropped off at uh, the Rogue Valley Mall, like the other day that people are showing, and someone's got to pay for those uh, those phones and the cash cards that they have and everything else. You know, someone's got to pay. So I'm glad you're working. Well, then I have two jobs. I mean, I drive a truck most of the time, but my job being a deplorable is the job I was talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. And, Excuse me. Yeah, doesn't pay and, very well that though. Doesn't doesn't pay very well, and. Uh, uh, but it's a job. And uh, so I have this fantasy. Maybe you can set me straight. Well, I'm after. good with fantasies. Go ahead. Fire away since we're since we're having fun and, and fantasizing. Let's hear it. Well, fun on a Friday. And uh, uh, I'm thinking that with uh, after Captain Bill Simpson reminded us that this is, uh, is going to be a big environmental disaster, the biggest one ever mm-hmm. on the Klamath River once they tear these dams out. Uh, are we going to be able to get a class action together and just sue their asses off the planet, including everyone who even brought a sandwich truck out there, and go upstream to Warren Buffett with his little legal stunt, and maybe the courts could see through it that this was his doing and his plan, and he doesn't get to escape responsibility and culpability in the environmental disaster, and it especially based on the fact that they were warned beforehand hmm. that this would be an environmental disaster. And they went ahead anyway. I don't know, but I like the fantasy since we're, since we're talking about fantasies. You know, I, I, yes. I, I love this fantasy. Uh, in fact, uh, I love the fantasy that everybody that had promoted dam removal uh, be forced to go out and dredge the Klamath River themselves with small little with teaspoons. It would be a work crew. They would have to. They would be punished for their environmental crimes. I would like to see uh, Senator Jeff Golden, Senator uh, uh, State Rep Pam Marsh, all the other people that pushed the gang green agenda, which ended up leading to this. Uh, former Governor Brown, Tina Kotek, out there on a work crew with teaspoons, dredging the silt, the contaminated silt out there. And of course, yeah, they may have the uh, rashes on their on their uh, skin, like Captain Bill was talking about. But, uh, you know, since we're fantasizing, that's the way I would like to see the environmental crime paid for. That would be their job from now on, to remove the silt. Okay? 
And even if we allow them to use a shovel and a wheelbarrow. No, no, no. Teaspoon. Uh, no, no. It needs to be like a, a soup a soup ladle, I think, is what needs to be done. Okay? One way or the other, they get to pitch in because they caused it. Yeah. And uh, by the way, uh, unfortunately, the tribal people that were uh, pushing this, they would have to get involved in this, too. They're not going to have any fish to grab out of the Klamath for a while, so they're not busy. Okay? Yeah, and we'll take some of that money back from them that they got by being paid (laughs) off on this deal. Unfortunately, it's probably not uh, the most of the uh, tribal members. The tribal members are are very poor in many cases. It's the upper echelon, the John Carries of the tribe, I think, is what you'll be really seeing. But we'll see. I'm ready to I'm ready to get into a lawsuit over it. All right. Okay. Go ahead. If you can find a lawyer willing to take it, <laughs> go to handleonthelaw.com, right? <laughs> like Bill Handle always says. All right. Uh, I love it. If you're if you're on hold, I'll be right with you in just a moment. After all this serious talk, though, we need a palate cleanser. And that means we have the dad jokes of the day. Now, the other day, I forgot to credit the dad joke. From Bob and Mary Hayworth. You know, Bob's the banjo player in the Kingston Trio. Remember him? We talk with him all the time. And what do you call a woman who sets fire to her credit card bill? Bernadette. I liked that. So uh, I, I forgot to mention that, Bob. So didn't mention his name here. So today's uh, dad joke of the day is from Chuck and Eagle Point. What do you call the children of a couch potato? Tater tots. Good going. I like that uh, that dad joke. Dad joke sponsored by Two Dogs Fabricating on Brian Way off Sage Road in Medford. And if you have better dad jokes than the ones I've been mentioning, you can submit them. Uh, go to twodogsfab.com and email it to them, and maybe you'll hear it on my show, all right? Uh, Two Dogs, by the way, is on Brian Way off Sage Road in Medford, your source for North Star flatbeds, Pacific truck service bodies, job box, other brands of toolboxes through Buyers Products, lift gates, Delco dump trailers, tarp systems, and more. By the way, if you are a farmer in agriculture, it's the off-season. Great time to get your your gear repaired over at Two Dogs Fab. Two Dogs Fabrication, twodogsfab.com. American Industrial Door is at the Josephine County Home Show this weekend. Whether you're looking to replace your door, upgrade your opener with an impressive array of technology for convenience and security, or just have questions about service and repair, the crew is looking forward to talking to you. There will also be samples of all the latest colors, textures, and styles of doors to transform the look of your home. American Industrial Door is at the Josephine County Fairgrounds this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. See you at the show. Two Dogs Fabricating is a truck and trailer equipment company. Service bodies, flatbeds, dump trailers, racks, and more. They transform your truck and trailer into the ultimate work rig. Two Dogs Fabricating can custom design and build a bed and trailer that's specifically designed to carry your equipment. Plus, we have North Star flatbeds, Pacific truck service bodies, job box and buyer's toolboxes, lift gates, Delco dump trailers, everything you need to do the job better and easier. To get outfitted, go see Two Dogs Fabricating on Brian Way off Sage Road. Visit twodogsfab.com. We've heard it all. There used to be a two-way street. I told her not to park in foul territory. Gust of wind blew the basketball hoop over. <sighs> I could have sworn I put it in park. But the reason you need auto body repair doesn't matter to us as much as making your car look new again and the process easy for you. At Lithia Body and Paint, we've been getting Southern Oregon drivers back on the road since 1946. Service, speed, accuracy. That's Lithia Body and Paint on Bullock Road in Medford. 
Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. This is the Bill Myers Show. It is 7.33. We'll check news in just a moment. <clears throat> and we're going to talk about the uh, city of Grants Pass issues here. But Jay Meredith, pardon me, I had to do a little cough off air, all right? And we have uh, Holly Morton, Josephine County, Josephine County Republican Party Chair. Welcome back, Holly. What's going on? What's on your mind? Morning, Bill. Morning. Well, a lot of stuff. The, the charter is driving me crazy. You know, we try to get the message out of what's the truth about the charter. And uh, you have this whole group, oh, Holly Martin, she's just such a liar. She's lying about it. But um, Holly, I don't Holly don't, I'm going to continue to say, don't overthink this thing. It is the number one goal of the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party chair is on the record in Josephine County. This is her number one goal. This is the uh, this is the carpetbagger that came from Georgia and moved to Josephine County so she could run the Democratic Party there. Yeah, she's your counter- counterpart on the Democratic. This is their number one goal. Now, do you think that the former Georgia resident, now the head of the Democratic Party in Josephine County, wants five county commissioners and a brand new charter in order to preserve? Decent values in Josephine County. Okay? You're going to make me cough up a furball now. Okay. Now, we all know. They have, they, I have read that their number one goal as a party is, is to turn Southern Oregon blue. Of and course I, it is. Uh, of course it is. And, and, of course, Denise Krause and other failed county commissioner people uh, have uh, are doing the same thing, not a charter change completely. They're not blowing out the entire charter like they're trying to do in Josephine County, but they're trying to do the same sort of thing. We're going to try to we're going to lie to the people and tell them that voting for two out of five is better than voting for three out of three. You know, that's the kind of lie and, and distortion which is going to be going on. It. And and oh, it's going to cost you less, too. OK, right. mm-hmm. the other thing that people know that I think is is critically important that it, whatever they pass in terms of a charter, if it doesn't work or there's some little problems with it, they say, oh, we can amend it. What it will require to do an amendment is to go back out and get those 4,000 signatures and take it back to the people. You can't just go in and modify a charter and, and go on. You'd have to run a whole new election for every right. air, for every screw-up in this group right, right now in Josephine so, County. Okay. That's why this this version has to absolutely be voted down. It's a it's a clear no. There's so many things about it that are poor, that are a pro, that are problematic. That even if you didn't accept the premise that that uh, they were trying to weaken the uh, leadership structure in our counties, even even that, you know, you would have to look at all the other crazy things that that, that are in that charter and say this is a no. We absolutely cannot do this. All right. Thank you very much, Holly. Great hearing from you. Let me go to Brian Weldon. Brian, you were actually at a meeting uh, involving that uh, charter. Go ahead. Yes, uh, Bill. I uh, yesterday heard uh, through one of their ads on Facebook that they were meeting at a coffee house on 6th Street. And at 10 a.m. yesterday morning, I, I walked in about 15, 20 minutes late. 
There was eight of them there. Eight. Okay. That's it. All right. Uh, they had no idea who I was, but I think my Dwayne Yunker hat kind of uh, really got their attention. Uh, they launched into all of the conservatives, Holly Morton, all of the all of the commissioners, everybody that they accused to be lying over uh, why we should vote no on this charter, including you. They attacked you for allowing conservatives, commissioners, and others to come on your radio show and continue the lie. Well, guess what? I'm not telling a lie when I say this. It's their number one goal. They want it. No. That's what we say. Okay? That's not a lie. That's, that's, That's my opinion. And if they okay. want to come, and if they I want to come on and talk about the lies about this, this is the number one goal for the Democratic Party to screw with the Jackson County Commission and to screw with the Josephine County Commission. This is their number one goal. This their number one goal is not to uh, let us continue to have a you know reasonably run counties. The goal is to run the counties the way the Democrats run things, the way the Democrats have already screwed up the state of Oregon. They just want yeah. more of Salem in Jackson and Josephine County. That's all they want. They don't yeah. want any resistance. Okay. So I asked them if I could ask a couple of questions, and they said, sure. I said, number one question, who is the head director of pushing this new charter? They all looked at each other, and no one would answer that question. I said then, uh, I am a constitutionalist. I thoroughly believe in our United States Constitution. Will this affect this new charter? Will it affect our First Amendment or our Second Amendment Constitution? None of them would answer that question. I don't think the charter uh, the charter cannot necessarily negate the Second Amendment in jo- in Josephine County. It can't do that. But on the well, other I hand, but on, but honestly, they I have no doubt that the Democrats would like to make it a lot less friendly through county uh, policy. And they would sure like to have uh, more people that would uh, make it more difficult for firearms owners, because that's generally the default position of Democratic Party members in the state of Oregon, because you can just look at what's happening in Salem. They want more of Salem. They want they essentially want. The uh, the Democrat controlled legislature implanted into county government in both Jackson and Josephine County. And so the answer is no. Sorry. You know, if you want to live in Multnomah County, move to Multnomah County. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Brian, thank you for the call. And I'll take one more call. Uh, hi, KMED, KCMD. Hey, good morning, Bill. Yes, good morning. Mr. Steve. Hello, Steve. I'm actually a, a retired uh, fisheries biologist and uh, speaking with, on the Klamath River, you've covered the upstream rather well. And uh, but when that silt gets to the ocean, what happens to it then? I don't know. What does it? What does happen to it when the silt goes well, to the I've ocean? Actually, I've actually worked offshore there, and it will smother anything that can't get out of the way. You'll find the results hmm. of the devastation probably as far south as Humboldt County in California. Really? Um, the MPAs that are out there, uh, Redding Rock, that uh, half of that MPA belongs to. What, what's the MPA? I'm sorry, Master Steve. I don't know Marine that. Marine Protected Area. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, mm-hmm. That belongs to the Yurok tribe. 
and, and nobody's even looking at that. So, um, you know, it, the, the disaster spreads way further than just the river. Can you ever see another situation like this, or do you know of any other situation in which we're told we destroy the river to save the river eventually? Is that what they're thinking? Does that make sense? Um, God, you know, the other devastation that I can think of is the Eel River oh. in uh, Northern California there. At one time, it was the third largest salmon run in the state of California. And with the Potter Valley Project, where they diverted up to 90% of the flows in the summertime to uh, Napa and Mendocino County for the grapes. Um, yeah, it, it, you can walk across the river in the summertime. Mm. Well, that's what we'll be seeing in the Klamath, too, and we'll be told about what wonderful fish habitat it is. Thank you, Master Steve. Appreciate the call. 742, we'll break for news from NBC5, our news partners there. Jay Meredith joins me. The uh, raising of fees in, in Grants Pass, City of Grants Pass, has been a very hot bone of contention. He has a different take on it, and I'll share that with him next. The guys at Fontana Roofing are stoked about the expansion of their metal roofing division. Well, at least most of them. Extension of their housing incentive program during last night's city council meeting. Council members were in agreement to allocate $100,000 in ARPA funds to grow the ADU housing program. Member Planning Director Matt Brinkley says this program has already seen great success and ARPA funds have been used for this program in the past. He says the city has more than quadrupled their goals for building new ADUs, but more money is needed to sustain this program. As the local group Jackson County for All calls for major changes in the county's government, some commissioners are saying the movement may not have all of its facts straight. Jackson County for All has spent months collecting signatures for several new ballot measures. One of them focuses on adding two new, two new county commissioners. The county claims the group has not properly informed residents about the actual cost of adding new commissioners. County Administrator Danny Jordan says adding two commissioners will cost the county more, even if all five commissioner salaries would be reduced. It's already gotten enough signatures to qualify for the ballot, but hasn't turned them in yet. Jackson County for All also wants the commissioner positions to be nonpartisan. That's a look at your morning headlines for MC5 News. I'm Marcus Vio. Have a fabulous day and weekend. You deserve it. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main Street in Phoenix. Hi, it's Jolene at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and your ability to navigate wet, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Continental, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. When the IRS comes knocking, the news can be shocking. Tell them you've hired a CPA tax expert at First Response Resolution, located in Eagle Point. Leave speaking with the IRS to Zach. He'll defend your rights as a taxpayer. Visit firstresponseirs.com today for a free consultation. Millette Construction has been a general contractor for 40 years. For the last 20 years, they've specialized in foundation repair and replacement. If you have sloping floors, cracks in walls, and windows and doors that are hard to open, you have a foundation problem that's only getting worse. At Millette Construction, they not only fix your foundation and level your house, they solve the water problem that's causing the damage. 
get on solid ground. Call Millett Construction for a free estimate. Visit MillettConstruction.com. CCB number 32787. Freddy's Diner in Old Town Eagle Point has a menu designed to appeal to everyone in the family. Choose from 13 hearty burgers served with fresh cut fries, crisp and moist pressure fried chicken, hand-dipped fish and chips, beer-battered prawns, sandwiches, steaks, salads, and more. Dine in or check out the menu online. Call in your order, and it'll be waiting for a quick and easy pickup. Support your local restaurants. Freddy's Diner on Main and Old Town Eagle Point. Open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day for lunch and dinner. Hi, I'm Corey from Patriot Electric. And I'm on 106.7 KMED. 747, Jay Meredith joins me. He's the uh, a CPA, rather, chairman and CFO of American Mineral Research. Jay, it's good to have you back on. You have written an op-ed piece at the Josephine County Eagle, which I guess we'll be able to read here pretty soon. But I uh, wanted to talk about what is going on potentially in the city of Grants Pass. And I know that uh, Chamber of Commerce has come out against the meals tax, and I understand that. But uh, you have a different take on things, too. You're thinking that they don't need to do all their hiking of fees to the same extent to be able to do what they need. Is that pretty much the bottom line here? Yeah, Bill, thanks for having me on. Uh, I, I had the pleasure of, of serving as the city's finance director between the years 2010 and 2020. And okay. uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm actually more of a private sector guy myself, I, I uh, uh, and I'm back uh, back in the private sector now but uh um i yeah i do have a different i do have a different take on this and and uh the the, the council the city council of grants pass um they're you know they're in a tough they're in a tough spot and i, I really w- appreciate this opportunity to to make your listeners aware of of uh, what's what's coming up next week they have a meeting coming up on wednesday of next week where they're just deciding how they how do they fill the uh the the gap that they see in the public safety budget in the, the city's general fund budget. Well, the, the, to, to get down to the, uh, the core of the issue, um, I, you know, I took a look at the, the numbers and I think that they're being way overly cautious on their, uh, on their future estimates. And I think there's a way uh, to make, uh, to make the budget work at least, at least for, you know, a few years without, Without having to implement uh, what has already been a controversial um, proposal to to add a uh, food and beverage tax or a restaurant tax. Um, yeah, let me. If you want, maybe interjecting here just a moment. You say that the, in your opinion, the Grants Pass City Council is being overly cautious. When you say overly cautious, does that mean overestimating the amount of money that would be needed to uh, to pay for? Uh, police and fire, and of course, pay for the PERS and the various costs of running the departments. Yeah, that's that's correct. Um, hmm. Grants passed has, uh, in my opinion, um, and I've I've always been skeptical of government. And after working for uh, City of Grants passed, um, I'm I'm skeptical of government. But but no, uh, Grants passed. Grants passed actually does a really good job uh, in general of not spending their full budget. So. They, you know, they don't spend they don't spend money on things generally speaking unless unless they have to. Uh, okay. And usually, usually there's some savings at the end of the day that that you can count on. On average, um, and this is, you know, kind of gets into wonky stuff that that isn't apparent when you look at financial forecasts necessarily. But on average, um, during the time that that uh, you know that I was overseeing and reviewing budgets for Grants Pass, they would save about six percent on average. So. 
Okay. Would they put would they put that in a rainy day fund of some sort? Is that what they would do, or save it for the next no, year? It, it, would, it would just carry over to the next year when you when you talk about uh, you know no matter what fund you're talking about, whether mm-hmm. it's the water utility fund or the general fund, it just carries over to next year and helps you helps you meet your obligations in future years. So. The financial forecast, um, basically, they've, they forecast what, the, what they think the deficit will be in each of the next five years. And that deficit is, is I, I believe, is exaggerated. There's, so when you have an exaggerated deficit forecast, you're trying to collect more money than you really need. And I think, I think there's a way to, to make it all work with um, just adding, adding a utility fee, uh, a modest, much more modest utility fee than some of the initial discussions when they when they were looking at that options over the last year. I think they can add a modest utility fee, scrap the idea of a of a sales tax or a food and beverage tax, and I think that the obligations can be met in the short term. And uh, you know, there's a lot of people that think that the city council has already made this decision of what you know how they're going to fill the budget gap in uh, in police and fire. Uh, but uh, the, the decision is not yet final. And so they're meeting uh, on Wednesday of next week, 6 p.m. And, um, and I, think there's, I, uh, I think there's an opportunity for, um, for us to solve our issues, at least, at least in the near term, at least in the next few years, uh, without, without having to implement uh, something that, at least in, in Grants Pass in Josephine County, is, uh, is a fairly controversial proposal. Jay Meredith, uh, of course, a former financial guy for the city of Grants Pass. Uh, Jay, let me, if you can kind of put some numbers to it, what does the city council believe their shortfall is going to be? And what do you, as a former Grants Pass uh, finance director, believe the real shortfall will be? What's the difference between the two? Well, for for next fiscal year, um, and they they still have a little bit of work to do to pencil out the exact budget for next year. But uh, but they uh, they they did the preliminary forecast, and they sent they sent those numbers to me because um, uh, I I made a public records request, mm-hmm. and uh, and and so next year they're looking at a and they do need they do need more um, more police and fire professionals. There's no doubt in my mind they. Grants Pass is one of the busiest uh, busiest police departments probably in the state. The, the fire stays pretty busy too. Um, I can go into some statistics. I, I would imagine is a lot of this also due to the uh, the rise in homeless and um, and may, maybe cartel activity coming out of the county and various other things. Is it all kind of connected? You think? You know, it's it's that plus uh, plus they actually did make some budget cuts uh, in the last two years. So they and so part you know, of this is trying be, to make up those cuts, make up for the cuts, and get back to full right, strength. Right. Okay. So part of part of the deficit is is the cuts that they've they've already made in in the budgets, and and part of it part of it is just being you know it's there uh, we have more of a population, we have more more challenges related to you know all the all all the challenges that you talk about on a regular basis. Okay, um, well, give me some solid numbers that you think would would be a better uh, a better benchmark to be uh, to be going with. Yeah, so next year with the addition of eight additional public safety um, professionals, they see that they have a budget gap of four point eight million next year. Next okay. year. Almost, we'll just call it five million dollars, okay? Just to make it a nice rounded yeah. number, five yeah. million bucks. Okay, let's call it. Let's call it five million. All right. I think the actual the actual gap next year is going to be closer to three million, and so oh. that's a big enough that's a big enough difference. And and I think 
I, it's a it's a very realistic estimate. So that's a lot of wiggle room that's a, that's a, there. Okay, it's a lot yeah. of wiggle room. Now, let me ask you. I'm I'm going to have to challenge you on this. I know you understand that that uh, PERS is going to be you know in, in increasing costs of retirement costs is going to be screwing all the local uh, government uh, employers, including City of Grants Pass, which means uh, they're going to have to budget for more of that. Is that accommodating that, or, or are you allowing for that, those kind of costs? And the inflation, which does not seem to be uh, going away anytime soon, it's still coming in hotter than they're expecting. Yeah, that's that's all been factored in as far as I could tell, because I okay. asked for, you know, what what were the assumptions you used for your, you know, your personnel budget estimates? And, uh, and actually, I think they've um, been overly cautious, even even on that front. Um, so they've they've been they're just very very uh, cautious all around. And I get that. You know, you don't um, when when you're leading a finance department or you're the city manager, you don't want to you don't want to tell the city council that you know here's what the need is, and then you'd be millions of dollars short a couple of years down the road, and yep. now you have to come back and do this exercise all over again. So I, I understand why they're trying to be conservative and why they're trying to take a long-term approach of solving this. But um, uh, Grants Pass and Josephine County have said over and over again, through votes and otherwise, um, every time this, you know, anything that's a sales tax or something that's like a sales tax, anytime that has been proposed, and if it makes its way to the ballot, which it's hard enough to even get something like that to the ballot, uh, when it has made it to the ballot, the voters have made their their opinion pretty clear it's usually been close to 80 percent no every time something like this has come to the ballot so uh i so i i i think um i think that uh i think that it would be very wise of us to to just put that idea aside and and find the best way to solve that without putting up another uh what what seems like it's going to be yet another very controversial um, ballot measure. Do you do you mind me translating what you said? Because you're very kind the way you looked at it. The way what I've heard from kind of in the uh, the rumblings from behind the scenes is that there would be an open revolt against the city council doing everything that they've been uh, talking about doing so far, including the taxes. I'm sorry. That's what well, I'm hearing at least. I can... I can almost guarantee that if the if the council puts uh, anything that's like a sales tax or a restaurant tax uh, into place without without a vote, that it will be referred to a vote. And if at the uh, the business community, I've talked to a few people in the uh, a few very prominent um, people in the business community and in the in the restaurant um, in the in the restaurant industry in the Grants Pass area, and uh, and they're. They're going to put it on the ballot, and if you have to force them to put it on the ballot just so that people can decide, you've already lost at that point. Um, so it's um, I'm I'm trying to do my part to um, because I've I have experience um, uh, talking to uh, talking to the Grants Pass community. In, our, in other words, you're talking a bit of compromise here. You're talking about realistically what people are willing to pay, and. In spite of what the city council might think it needs, it's uh, it's a tough one. I get that. All right. Uh, so, will this be in uh, this op-ed that you, that you sent me? Is this something that will be in the Joko Eagle pretty soon, or will it be in the next printed event edition? Where can people see it right now? Just curious. Um, I will be. Uh, I'll be. I'll be sharing it a, a little bit with uh, with a few folks. I've already shared. Mm-hmm. I've already shared my my opinions um, several times with the 
with the with the city council. I'm uh, you know I'm meeting with some of the city council members um, over the last couple of weeks. I'm meeting with another one this afternoon. I'm sharing I'm sharing it, um, but I. It's not. Uh, I haven't got my Josephine County Eagle yet for the month of uh, February. I think those are. I don't remember the exact date yeah. that's going to be out, but it it will be in print. But uh, but the big decision, the big city council decision, um, they they did make a decision last week. Um, but last week's was more of an informal decision about here's you know here are the ordinances we want to we want to that we're going to look at yeah. Meeting. And you're thinking so they're they're talking one and a half percent tax right on the uh, on the meals tax. Correct. Actually, they're um, they're looking at a three percent tax. Oh, pardon uh, me. Three percent food and beverage tax. Oh, it was a one and a half percent general sales tax. Was another proposal, right? That was the other one. Right. Okay. Right. All right. There have been there have been a lot of the, the the council has considered a lot of different options, and you know they the reason um, at least from what I saw in the meeting in recent meetings, the reason they they're considering doing this, uh, you know, they don't want to have to do any of this. They. They just want to uh, our, our public safety departments, our police and fire departments. They really need help. I, I'm convinced that they need some help, um, but we need to, we need to find the way. And the community, the, the Grants Pass voters, Grants Pass citizens, they love their police and fire. Last last November, 78 percent yes for the for the longstanding public safety levy renewal. Um, but uh, they love their police and there's no way that anybody's going to get behind. A sales tax or, mm. or a restaurant tax. We are, we're not Ashland. Uh, Ashland approved theirs by vote. Uh, I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's feasible for Grants Pass to do the same. All right, Jay. Does uh, bottom line here? So, City Council thinks they're going to be five million short. You're thinking it's going to be more like three million short. And so, you believe then a utility fee increase of nine to twelve dollars a month on the average household will be uh, enough to be able to fill that in. And of course, businesses will be paying more. I would imagine. And to a greater extent, right? Yeah, I'm also um, I'm also working to show the council that uh, that they can make some minor minor changes to what's been proposed on how the utility fee works to make make it a little bit more fair for the smallest of businesses and grants pass as well. So I've been I've been uh, uh, trying to trying to make that clear as well. But first and foremost, um, I, I'd really like uh, really like the the grants pass city council to avoid. Having to implement this controversial um, uh, restaurant tax, and, uh, mm. and I understand why they're doing it. They see it as as being the the, the cheapest option for. Well, well and they're seeing it as respon- they're, they're seeing it as being physically responsible. In that I, I understand how you know you're just looking for the least bad decision that could be made right now. The least bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for something that can be feasibly implemented because our police and fire, they really do need the help. Yeah, and if you end up imposing a meals tax or whatever it is, it's going to be fought and probably turned over by the voters anyway. So just uh, accept the inevitable. Yeah, why, why waste time and money on an expensive ballot measure and, and uh, annoy the business community for having to gather signatures and, and put it on the ballot when this can all be avoided because it's, I can almost guarantee that uh, when, if it were to go to a to ballot, whether it's forced on the ballot or, or whether the city council would put it on the ballot, um, it's not. It's not going to. It's not going to fly. We uh, we don't like our sales tax in Oregon, and we especially don't like it in Grants Pass and Josephine County. All right, very good, Jay Meredith. We appreciate you coming on, and with the acumen of being a former city finance director a number of years ago. But uh, great take. Thanks for the call. And stay in touch. And Wednesday is going to be a very interesting time in Grants Pass, no doubt. Wednesday night. Yeah.
Thanks for the call. We appreciate that. Two minutes after 8, this is KMED and KMED HD1, Eagle Point, Medford. KCMD Grants Pass, translator K294AS, Ashland.